0: Good morning. We're going to continue our study on um, the different ways that you can receive healing. And we just want to open up a prayer first before we continue on that way. Father, we just want you to know how much we love you, Father. We love you, Jesus, and we love you, Holy Spirit. We welcome your presence, Father. We just thank you that you sent your son, your only son, to pay the price so that we can receive healing in our bodies, healing in our emotions, healing in our memories in Jesus' name. We just want to praise you and thank you and give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, healing is it encompasses it all. Just as I prayed, um, physical, emotional, and mental healing are ours because of the price that that um, Jesus paid on the cross. And so some of the, uh, before we get going into talking about the different ways we can receive healing, I do want to encourage you that there is nothing wrong with going to see a doctor. They're here to help. There's nothing wrong with doing that. There's no condemnation in that. As you go, or need to go to the doctor, um, apply the healing scriptures all the while you're going. While you're there, when you receive your, um, you know the uh, what he finds out about the situation, and, and a lot of times when we find out exactly what's going on, it helps us. It helps us to pray more effectively. So there's nothing wrong with going to find out what's going on or see a doctor about it. Uh, use your healing scriptures. Confess the word. Believe it in your in your heart. Confess it with your mouth. That by Jesus' stripes I am healed. I'm delivered, and I am made whole. And just keep that before you all the time, all the time as you're as you going. Okay? So there's no condemnation in having to have to go to a doctor. I want you to understand that. Okay? So some of the different ways that we do receive healing or can receive healing is by declaring the name of Jesus. Another one is uh, laying on of hands. Gifts of healings the prayer of agreement, anointing with oil, worship. I've seen people receive healing in, in a time of worship. Um, also, um, the last few Sundays, we've talked about communion, uh, which is uh, the name of the two Sundays that we did was commun- communion, the New Testament Passover. And so, I would encourage you to listen to those two messages on communion if you haven't yet. Take communion with that after you have listened to it and got to this the second message. Um, it becomes a really uh, real-life experience because you're keeping before you um, the remembrance of the price that Jesus paid. And, and that, see, when you keep that before you, and you take communion knowing that he paid the price, it becomes a real experience to you causing uh, healing to manifest in your body, or it can be one of the ways you receive healing. Because healing is still available for us today. Jesus is same yesterday, today, and forever. And so healing didn't just stop with the Passover. We have healing. Healing didn't stop um. When Jesus died on the cross, he paid the price so that we could have that life and have it abundantly. And so I just want to encourage you to um, listen to that message on communion. And um, we, like I said, we talked about the price that Jesus paid on the cross. So that through that redemptive work, we can have everything restored back to us that Satan stole from Adam and even the garden. Everything everything can be restored back to us that that Satan stole. And I wanna I wanna look at a couple of scripture verses just to give you a more solid background on the fact that that um Jesus' price restored everything back to us. So, so let's look at um in the amplified let's look at Isaiah fifty-three, please. Isaiah fifty three. Let's see. Um, and I'm just going to read out of the Amplified. I'm going to read just verse 4. Surely he has borne our griefs, sicknesses, weakness, and distress, and carried our sorrows and pain of punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, afflicted by God as if with leprosy. Okay, so he carried, he carried, um, He bore our griefs, sickness, weakness, and distress and carried our sorrows and pain. And I, and, and looking at some of these words, um, bore or, or, um, bore our griefs, bore our griefs means to bear, um, like, like if you're picking it up and you're going to carry it away means to bear it. You carried it off. You picked it up and you carried it off. And then, um. Let's see, and then it goes on and says, and he carried our sorrows and pain. Um, Then the New Testament scripture verse for that, I want us to flip over to that. That's in Matthew, Matthew 8, verse 17. And again, this will be out of the Amplified. And it says here, and thus, Jesus, he, Jesus fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet, Isaiah he himself took took and that word there and it does explain it and amplify really good. he took in order to carry away our weaknesses and infirmities and bore away our diseases, okay, so he took and I, one of the one of the definitions or one of the explanations in the Greek was that um of that which is taken it is not let go so he took it he did not give it back he did not let go of it but he took it and carried it away so you know whenever i look at this scripture verse i and, and i've taught this before but this was such a real example to me and i'd like it to be a real example to you but and we'll look at some scripture verses to back this but i pictured him uh you know, like all of the sin, sickness, and disease that is on us in the old nature, when Jesus paid the price, I picture that like a coat, like a coat I had on, that sin, sickness, and disease like a coat. And so he took that coat from me and he put it on and he carried it away. He carried away. So then look at Isaiah, Isaiah 61. Let's see um, that I don't necessarily need to read that and amplify. Let's look at that in the my new American standard. Isaiah 61 verse 10 by verse 10 in Isaiah 61 verse 10. I will rejoice greatly in the Lord. My soul will exult in my God for he has clothed me. With garments of salvation, garments of salvation, and then it says, um, He has wrapped me with a robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself with garland, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. So He has clothed me with garments of salvation. And he has wrapped me with a robe of righteousness. So that picture that I was just giving you where he carried away that coat of sin, sickness, disease, lack, um, pain, hurt, anger, fear, whatever. Whatever needed to be carried away that that um, the weaknesses, the infirmities, all of that. That cloak, he took it off of me and put it on himself and he carried it away and he gave me the robe of righteousness. He gave me a robe of righteousness to stand in a right standing position before God, my father. Okay. A robe of righteousness and a garment of salvation as well. And so, um, let's look at, um, well, we're going to look at Romans ten nine ten in just a minute, but. Um, so, so we can say now in John ten ten that Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly because he carried away that robe of yuck, that robe of sickness and disease, that robe of death, that robe of, uh, uh, poverty. He carried that away and gave me a robe of right standing before my father, which included all of the things it included safety welfare uh health happiness prosperity victory deliverance he's a place of rescue in jesus name amen so um um and then of course in second peter you hear me quote this quite a bit second peter uh chapter one and let's let's look at that why don't we um second peter chapter 1 verse 3 and 4 seeing that his divine power has granted us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence for by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises in order that by them you might be we might be come partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that in, is that is in this world by lust, and and so uh, let's look at now. Remember, remember, we've been given a robe of righteousness, a right standing position. So let's look now at Romans ten. This is what happens when we accept Jesus as Lord. Now again, this is all a background, a solid foundation for you to understand and know that Jesus has paid the price and given you. Giving you healing and all these other things as well, but we're focusing on healing and wholeness in Jesus' name. So, Romans 10 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Okay, and that that word. Um, save there means, let's see, the word save there means to keep us safe, um, rescue from danger or destruction, save from disease, make well, heal, restore to health, make whole, preserve. All those things, doesn't that sound familiar to what we get? were given a garment of salvation? In Isaiah 61.10, we were given a garment of salvation. So now we have the opportunity to to um receive that abundant life or receive that new nature in Christ by confessing Jesus as Lord in verse 9 again Romans 10 that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you shall be saved it's like uh, I was talking a little bit a little bit ago about the the Satan stole from Adam and Eve, he stole and um everything from them, and so what Jesus did is he paid the price to get it all back it's like it's like basically we step we receive all of this back and we step into the Garden of Eden ourselves, where all of our needs are met, there is no sickness and disease um, um food is a plentiful um Life is eternal um, we live forever all like I said, all of our needs are met it's It's l- like living in the Garden of Eden. Uh, Jesus paid the price and brought us back to that place or not back, but brought us to that place where where we have no cares, no worries, no mental or emotional stress. Amen, no concern about Sickness and disease and, and our financial needs are met. Our financial needs are always met. He said he never would leave us or forsake us. He said he would meet every need, every need that we have, every need. I can't express that enough. Every need. You know, there's been times in my life where uh, there was, there was in Dick and my married life, where there was only $300 coming in a month, a month. But you know, through all of that, Jesus met every need that we had. Every need that we had. We never went without. We never went without. And so Jesus can meet every need that you have. That's that's the price that he paid. That's the price that he paid. So it's it's a time to shout and rejoice because he paid that price for you and me. Okay, so we can see. Then in verse 10, it goes on to say, For with the heart man believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. Again, salvation, deliverance, protection, preservation, safety, health. All of those things that we have need of is encompassed in the word saved and salvation. Okay? Okay, so, um, and again, remember back in Isaiah 61.10, that same list was there that he gave us a garment of salvation and a robe of righteousness, that same list. So when we accept Jesus as Lord, because we believe in our heart, we confess with our mouth and that results in salvation. That results in receiving the receiving everything that Jesus gave us in the garment of salvation, in the robe of righteousness. When we confess that we receive it. And that's, we have it right then. Amen? We just have that. It's made available to us right then. Okay, so I want to carry that one step further. Now, if you've believed in your heart what Jesus did on the cross for you and you've confessed it with your mouth, you can confess your healing the same way. Okay? Okay? And, and I'm just going to give you an example. I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. And I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. And I am healed. And you can name it, whatever you want to name it. I'm healed from COVID-19 in Jesus' name. Then, uh, for with my heart, I believe unto righteousness. And with my mouth, confession is made. And I am healed of COVID-19. I am healed of sore throat, I am healed of of cancer. I am healed of arthritis. I am healed of discouragement, disappointment, sadness. The memories that have bring brought that. I am healed of those memories. I am healed in my emotions in Jesus' name, because I believed in my heart and I confess with my mouth. I am healed. Okay. So so that was um, just a little bit of a background and, and also adding to a little bit on um, the fact that uh, communion and Jesus paid a price and just giving you a more solid foundation there that healing is ours and we can confess with our mouth because we believe in our heart. Okay, so last week then we discussed uh, uh, another way of receiving healing was by standing on the promises of God. And again, I would encourage you to listen to that message. It was entitled, God's Promise Fulfilled. And, and just to give you a little bit of, just a little bit of a background on that, and then we'll go on and let's look at First Corinthians in, in the Amplified. First Corinthians chapter 3, uh, verse 4 through 9. Um, for when I one says, I belong to Paul, and another, I belong to Apollos, are you not proving yourselves ordinary, unchanged men? Verse 5. What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Ministering servants, not heads of parties, through whom you believed, even as the Lord appointed to each his own task. Paul had a task to do for the Lord. Apollos had a task to do for the Lord. And they were each obeying and doing what God had told them to do and so then verse 6 was our key verse last week i planted paul is talking here paul planted he sowed the seed apollos then came along and watered the seed and um but god all the while was making it grow and he gave god gave the increase so in that aspect no man gets glory and never ever Never ever does man get glory in any of the things that we do for God, whether it bring whether it's laying hands on the sick or whatever it is. we never get the glory God always should get the glory and so there's been many of um many of men that have walked in tremendous miracles um that have gotten off because they stopped giving God glory, and they started believing they were somebody special and so um that doesn't work doesn't work okay so we receive now we receive looking at verse 6 I planted Paul planted so we we use that with I think Luke 8 and the sower sows the word so the word the word or the seed is sown into our heart the word or the seed then uh needs to be watered and uh the watering of the of the seed a lot of times comes when we hear a message say we're we're believing God for healing we we grab a hold of a scripture verse like by Jesus' stripes, I was healed we that that um seed or the word was sown in our hearts. we hang on to it. doesn't matter what we look at or see going on, but we hang on to that, and then somebody comes along and waters it. Now the watering can be some a message we hear on healing. Or the watering can be us taking some other scripture verses on healing, and meditating on those scripture verses uh, at the same time. Then we're doing we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, and then God, all the while, was making that seed grow. And when that seed grow, and he and he God brings the increase, then you have the fruit of the thing you're believing for. You have the fruit of healing in your body. Okay. So healing comes directly from God, and um, and so we don't ever we don't ever give a glory to a man that laid hands on us and and, and we received a healing. We don't we don't do that. Um, and, and this is an example. I'll, I didn't give you this example last week, but this is an example of. How I stood on the word, Um, some of you have heard this before, but um, I was, uh, we had prayer on a Wednesday night, this has been several years back, and I had um, this really terrible sore throat, I could hardly talk, but I was, I purposed in my heart, I was going to come and pray, and so I was standing on the word in Exodus that talks about uh, if I serve the Lord. Um, my God, he will bless my bread, my water, and take sickness out of the midst of, of me. So I came and I served. I came and I served. I prayed and interceded. I came and I served. So when I got home that night, I put God in remembrance of his word, and I said, Father, I came and I served, and I, I interceded and I prayed. And so I believe, Father, your word says that, I can that you will take sickness out of my midst. So I believe that you're removing this sore throat out of my midst. And I thank you, Father, for doing that. And then I continued to confess the truth about the word. I continued to confess that I was healing. I walked back and forth in the in in our home at the time and declared my healing. And the next morning when I got up, there was no congestion, there was no sore throat, there was nothing um and and by his stripes, I was healed. It manifested that next day, but I stood on that word on that promise and the and the manifestation uh came right away um There was another area where i I had um years ago an injury to my my back. I was taking care of the chores on the farm while my folks were gone, and another friend was with me, and I picked up a gate that was um was very it was too heavy, so it started um years of at that time, I knew nothing about healing um, I was born again, but I didn't know anything about healing i didn't know anything about um uh, baptismal holy Spirit knew nothing about standing for healing so so there was years of dealing with sciatic pain off and on and working working and dealing with sciatic pain and so Finally, I came into the understanding of healing. And as I grew in that area, uh, the pain would become less and less and less frequent. And there were times when I'd have people pray for me, have people lay hands on me, and the pain would go away and and, and it would subside and, and it would be gone longer the next time. And I continued to uh, speak out healing. and And then there were times that, my husband would pray for me if I was dealing with it. My um, pain in the back, and so eventually, as I continued to walk this out, healing, healing was manifesting, and in, and in, um, I, I don't deal with any pain, no sciatic problems in, at all in that area anymore. And so, uh, it, it was a progressive. But a lot of it had to do with I didn't have the knowledge that I have now. And when I started coming into the healing understanding, I started putting the things that I knew to work in my life um, to um, bring a difference and a change there. So um, so there's there's a couple of different situations that I just wanted to share with you as an example. Um, let's look at 1 Corinthians now. We're going to go to another area uh, of how you can receive receive healing is through the gifts of healing, gifts of healings. So let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. Now this is, um, I mentioned this before, but this is an area that I want to uh, actually get into real soon in talking about the gifts of healing or the gifts of the Spirit, and I, I want to start teaching on that. And those are, um, there's a lot, again, a lot to to look at in that aspect of things. But we're just focusing on the gifts of healings. Is uh, one of the spiritual gifts God has placed in the church. And let's look at verse 9 where it actually speaks this out. To another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit and to another effective effecting of miracles. But you can see the gifts of healing is, is one of the, uh, one of the gifts of the spirit that can be used to bring healing to um, us as individuals. Uh, the gifts of healing is a supernatural imparting of God's healing power through one individual to another. Um, so, Always remember any way that you receive healing, whether it was through communion, through uh, standing on the word, through uh, the gifts of the spirit, through laying on of hands, any way you receive healing, it's always, it's always from God. Remember, it's always from God. Man does not get the glory. Man doesn't get the glory. Um, Now, the gifts of healing um, are, are always initiated by the Holy Spirit. And it is as he wills to bring a manifestation of that. Um, so let's just use uh, to help you understand there's, it's, it's like a picture, a cluster of grapes, just picture a cluster of grapes. And in this, this, um, this aspect is like a bunch of grapes, not one grape, but many grapes. So, so with gifts of healings, there are many gifts clustered together under this one manifestation. And now let me help you understand that a little bit. Um, one person may be used specifically in an area to bring healing to certain things. Like, um, uh, Kenneth Hagen would talk about how, um, he would see in his life he would see more manifestation of healing uh, in in dealing with growths or tumors. I think goiters was another one that he mentioned. So that was more specific. So that would be like one of the grapes in this cluster would be his to bring a manifestation of healing uh, to people that were dealing with these specific areas. Now, that doesn't mean that he can't pray for um, people and and, and and if there isn't a manifestation of the gift of healings, there's anointing, and and then there's also just the prayer of faith where people can still receive their healing. Um, and and you know there's other people like Smith Wigglesworth. He was used in certain areas of people that had internal problems. Um, there's another guy that I read about where um, he was specifically used in opening blind eyes. Um so there's just different different gifts of healing that manifest in this in this one cluster of grapes or whatever you want, one cluster of healings. Okay. So and I you know I I would probably have to say if I was going to say anything about myself concerning the gifts of healing. Um I, I do see in a more specific area um it uh, healings when I pray for people with back issues, uh, spine issues. Um, a lot of times I will see manifestation of healing for these people almost right away. They, they'll they walk away different or they'll walk away healed. And so, and I, I pray for people even over the phone and, and things like that, that, that will manifest healing in their back. And so, um, so there's just, um, you know, with the praying for the spine, um, there's just a lot of areas in our physical body that uh, the nerves going up and down the spine or the spine putting pressure in the wrong place causes other physical um, problems in our body. And so as I prayed for people through the years, I started realizing um, not having any understanding on, Um, the nerves or the spine or any of that but I started learning that and seeing that when I pray for people that they maybe would have um, headache pain or they maybe would have uh, stomach pain and so the Holy Spirit would direct me to lay hands on the back in a certain area and that would bring um, a healing to um, uh, possibly the stomach or a Wherever I, I just was obedient to do what the Holy Spirit told me to do, and because um, they can, somebody can come and tell me to pray for this. But if the Holy Spirit shows me some area in the back or the neck, uh, places like that where the spine is involved, uh, a lot of times that will bring a manifestation of healing. So, so the gifts of healing. Um, Aren't aren't healings, you know? Sometimes you'll hear people say that, well, doctors, they flow in the gifts of healing. Well, it's not we're not talking about the same thing. And the gifts of healings are a manifest manifestation as the Spirit wills. As the Spirit wills. Okay. Um, let's look. Um, the next way that we're talking about receiving um uh, healing is through the laying on of hands. Let's look at Mark. 16 out of the Amplified, and you know, I talk about Mark 16 a lot anyway. So, but we'll read um, Mark 16, starting with verse 15 out of the Amplified. And he said to them, and Jesus is talking here, he said to them, Go into all the world and preach and publish openly the good news, the gospel to every creature of the whole human race. Verse 16. He who believes, that is, who adheres to and trusts in and relies on the gospel, and him whom it sets forth and is baptized will be saved from the penalty of eternal death. But he who does not believe, who does not adhere to and trust in and rely on the gospel, and him whom it sets forth will be condemned. Verse 17, still reading out of Amplified. And these attesting signs will accompany those those who believe. And this is all believers. All believers can do this. In my name, they will drive out demons or cast out demons. They will speak in new, new tongues, new languages. Verse 18, they will pick up serpents. And even if they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will get well okay and we're gonna we're gonna stop right there for for a minute. so this scripture verse is to the believers it's just it's 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 just as simple as can be. you just obey what God has said in his word by you go lay hands on the sick. You obey what he's told you to do. Then it is his job. It's his job to bring the manifestation of healing. You don't have to conjure it up. You don't have to try to make it happen. Matter of fact, you'd be better off if you don't. Because your flesh is getting in the way. So you don't have to try to make it happen. God's It's God's job. If we do what he says to do in his word. And we're obedient to go lay hands on the sick. Then God... God brings the manifestation of healing. So you can receive healing by um, uh, having someone lay hands on you and and uh, pray. And if they need to command a devil to go, they can command demonic influences to go. You know, Jesus had to do that. It says in Acts 10.38, you know, Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth who went about doing good and healing all. Who were oppressed of the devil? So a lot of times there is a demonic influences involved in bringing healing to someone. So when you lay hands on the sick, if the enemy, if the Holy Spirit reveals to you that there is a demonic influence there that's oppressing that person, you bind it and command it to go. And so it's job, it's it's God's job to bring the manifestation of healing. So you simply believe. You 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 pray in line with his word, no doubting. See if you're believing, if you're believing, then there's not going to be any doubting, okay? So um there's no place for doubt here. So you're a believing Christian, you believe that Jesus has paid the price, you believe that God has told you to go lay hands on the sick, you believe that they shall be made well. Okay? So it it's um We aren't the ones that heal the sick. We lay hands on them and we believe God to do that. That takes the pressure off of us of having to perform, having to make something happen and having all we have to do is just obey. It is God's job. Every believer can and should do this. Uh, They should lay hands. You can start if you've got kids or if your your husband or, or your wife, um, let's say they're they're not um, feeling well, um, you as a believer lay hands on them and command healing to manifest in their in their bodies. Rebuke the demonic influence, command it to go. If you've got if you're dealing with a, a fever or a temperature, I command the fever to go. I rebuke it in Jesus' name, and I command healing. To manifest in this child right now in Jesus' name, by His, by Jesus' stripes, this child I call it healed. In in the name of Jesus, healing manifests right now in this body. In Jesus' name, so so start putting that to work. Pray for your children. Pray for your husband. Pray for your wife. Pretty soon, you'll be praying for your family. You'll be praying for your neighbors. You'll be praying for other people because it will encourage you to step out and start doing that, start putting it to work. And so, so if someone comes to you and said, and says, "I know, I know you're a believer. Would you, would you pray for uh, healing to manifest in my body, in Jesus' name?" Well, then you can lay hands on them and command healing to manifest, and they know they're going to receive. Okay, so in in helping you a little bit with the understanding of laying on a hands when the minute because because this is an area where we can receive healing the minutes. And let's say this is where you you're wanting to receive healing by having someone lay hands on you the minute they put their hands on you. It's a point of contact. That's the minute that very minutes when you start believing. OK, um, the minute that's the point of contact, the minute they laid the hand on. You receive your healing. That's when you start. You started believing and confessing. I received my healing. I have my healing. I have it right now in Jesus name, right now in Jesus name. See, Jesus paid the price. So healing has already been paid for us 2000 years ago. So when we have someone lay hands on us and that point of contact right then Jesus is bringing healing to your body so you have it right then. Healing is already already ours in Christ Jesus. It's already ours. It's already ours. Amen. So at that point in time you release your faith, you believe you receive and you start confessing I am healed. I am healed. The minute, the minute hands are laid on you. And and use this as an example. Um, uh, I had this example come to me when I was preparing. It's like, it's like uh, if I had everything, all the ingredients to make a cake, I had the recipe, I have everything ready to go, but I never, I never put the cake together. I never got it started. Would I have any kind of a, a manifestation of a cake at the end if I never did anything to get it going? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. And that, if you don't, if you don't start stepping out the minute hands are laid on you, that's where you take off and that's, I've got my healing now. I've got my healing now. And then the manifestation, the manifestation in the natural will come. And let's look at, um, I want to look at Mark, Mark 11 and to to tie up this um, part of this laying on the hands, Mark 11, Mark eleven twenty two, says, Have faith in God. This is Jesus talking again. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it shall be granted him. And verse thirty-four. If you want to make it real concise, verse thirty-four. Therefore, I say to you, Jesus is saying to you right now, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them, and they shall be granted you. When hands are laid on you, and you've and and they've asked for a healing manifestation in your body, you believe you receive them, and it, and it will happen. Okay pray believe and receive and then you have it okay so don't doubt you have to believe you receive and then you have it and you have to you have to not think about it you have to not let doubt creep in there you have to continue to confess and stand on that word until you know, you, know you know that 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 you know your healing is manifested, okay? I I had um, an example this way. This was quite a few years back where um, I was serving in a church at the time, and um, I believe that the pastor had had shared a message. I don't even remember what the message was on at the time, but he called for people to come forward and to be prayed for that needed healing in their bodies and um at that time my my legs were um rupturing in different areas i would find just blotches of red spots my in, in um i didn't quite understand what was going on they were um it looked like they they wouldn't get any bigger but i didn't really understand what that was and i would have them on my just on my legs and there would be big blotches but they wouldn't get any bigger so i i went up for prayer and i believed uh when i was prayed for that and i and i did sense anointing which we'll talk a little bit more about that next week but when i was prayed for i um when the hands were laid on me i believed right at that point in time that contact that i was healed right then i believed i was healed right then and i and i just knew it i knew i was i just knew i was i still had an appointment with a doctor i went i went to see a doctor but i knew i had my healing nothing had changed in my body nothing had changed i still had the blotches but i knew i had my healing anyway i went to the doctor and he looked at he looked at my legs and he says uh those blotches uh they look like they're going away to me and he said um what it was is uh my blood vessels were breaking in the tiny areas at the end of my at the vessel in my body anyway in my legs they were breaking and causing round blotches causing you know but he says, it um, uh, looks like they're healing. They're drying up and they'll be going away. And I, and I go, yes, I knew it. <laughs> I knew I was healed. Amen. So that was, a, that was a, a real encouraging time in my life, being able to see God move on my behalf to bring a healing. And, and so many times God is doing stuff for us and, and we, don't, we don't look at it. We don't catch it because we're not god minded. We're, we're world minded and we're going about our business and, oh yeah, that was probably, oh yeah, that happened. Oh yeah. And we don't see it as God doing something on our behalf. And, um, you know, um, we need to be more God minded, God minded, God working on our behalf. Amen. We need to be more God minded. Okay. So, um, so God's provided many ways where we can receive physical healing. And as you put these different areas to work in your life um, that we have, and we'll finish talking about the rest of them next week. Believe it or not, there's still more. And um, as you put these to work in your life, just as I explained to you about my legs, you'll see growth. You'll see growth. You'll be encouraged and um your, your your faith will grow because you know God is with you. God is helping you. God's word is true. And, and you'll see growth uh, for yourself as well as when you go to pray for someone else. Uh, so the last way that I want to talk about today in receiving healing is by using the name of Jesus. So let's look at um, John 14. Um, John 14. And we're going to look at just verses 13 and 14. Okay, it says, and whatever you ask, using the name of Jesus, whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Again, that Jesus is speaking. And that word ask there is more of a demanding ask than in some of the other places. Um, I didn't look up another ask scripture verse, but... Um, this, this ask here has more of a demand in the, in the Greek understanding, more of a demanding tone, uh, a, a require um, calling for, and it, it has more of a, a demanding, I guess, is a, as good as any. Uh, let's look at, um, I'm going to look at Philippians then, and this should be a familiar one to you, Philippians chapter two, verse nine and 10. Therefore, also God highly exalted him, Jesus. God exalted Jesus. And if you look at the scripture verses ahead, that's, it's got to do with uh, him uh, hanging his deity and surrendering to the uh, God's will in his life. Therefore, also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, under the earth. When I I got a hold of this scripture verse, I picture everything. When I say the name of Jesus, everything has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. All demonic influences have to bow their knee to the name of Jesus. And I say the name of Jesus with great uh, faith in that fact because that's the way God said it in his word. The name of Jesus is above every name. So the name of Jesus is above every sickness and disease. The name of Jesus is above poverty and lack. The name of Jesus is above every name. And that's the way I believe it. And that's the way I speak it out. And so that is another way that you can receive healing. And I, and, and I put that to work in my life as well. As well, you know, there'll be times that maybe I have a, a um, I'm, I may fall or I have a sudden, um, I mean, you can use it in any aspect of uh, uh, the name of Jesus, but it will cause um, demonic influences or pain to bow. The, uh, probably the most times that I've probably used that is when I have a uh, sudden pain, whether I've stubbed my toe or I've fallen and hurt my arm or whatever I've done, I start exalting, I start declaring Jesus, Jesus Jesus, pain, you bow your knee to the name of Jesus, pain, you bow your knee to the name of Jesus. I, I, I command it to bow its knee to the name of Jesus by using the name of Jesus. So I start putting the name of Jesus right away, right away to work. Um, whenever I experienced a a pain or discomfort or uh, something that needs to be healed, um, Usually, it's something that's come on me suddenly. I will start confessing the name of Jesus. But like I said, you can use that um, in any aspect of believing for healing. I want to look at the Amplified, and this will probably be, we'll be winding up our our study for today, the Amplified, looking at Acts. Acts chapter 3. Okay, chapter 3, we're going to start with verse 2. You'll recognize this when we get get going here. When a certain man crippled from his birth was being carried along, who was laid each day at that gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, that he might beg for charitable gifts from those who entered the temple. So when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked them to give him a gift. And Peter directed his gaze intently at him. And so did John and said, look at us. And the man paid attention to them, expecting that he was going to get something from them. But Peter said, silver and gold, money, basically, I have none. But what I do have that I give to you in the use of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. So so here's this man that's crippled, laying, and, and they're getting ready to go in and... um. And so they, Peter said, I I don't have any money to give you, but I do have the name of Jesus. And basically he put a demand upon the name of Jesus. He commanded, commanded this guy to get up and walk in the name of Jesus. And so let's, and well, let's just go on here. Verse, um, verse seven, then he took hold of the man's right hand with a firm grip raised him up and at once his feet and ankle bones became strong and steady and leaping forth he stood and began to walk and he went into the temple with them walking and leaping and praising God and all that all the people saw him walking about and praising God and they recognized him as the man who usually sat begging for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple and they were filled with wonder and amazement bewilderment over what had occurred to him. Now, while he still firmly clung to Peter and John, all the people in utmost amazement ran together and crowded around them in the covered porch called Solomon's. And let's jump on down to verse 16. Verse 16. And um, and in his name, let's see, well, 15, let's read 15. But you killed the very source, the author of life, Peter had been explaining to them what they had done to Jesus. And and he is the author of life Um, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses and this and his name, Jesus's name through and by faith in his name, faith in his name. He made this man whom you see and recognize well and strong. Yes, the faith which is through and by him, Jesus has given the man, this perfect soundness of body before all of you. So faith in that name that they spoke out in Jesus name, walk, brought that healing, brought a wholeness to that man and a healing and a deliverance in Jesus name, faith in that name. So we can use the name of Jesus. We can have faith in that name and uh, command demons to leave our bodies. Um, in the name of Jesus, as well as when we are praying for healing for ourselves or for someone else, uh, we can we can command in the name of Jesus demons to go and healing to come in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So, just in wrapping everything up, there are still some areas uh, that we still have to discuss uh, some different ways yet that we can receive healing, as well as we're finding that there are some areas that you can use to minister healing to people um, as well. And so I just want to give God glory for a minute, shall we? Father, we just want to thank you for your word. We want to praise you and worship you. We thank you, Father, that we have the help of your word. We just give you glory and honor. We rejoice in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and that we have We have all these different ways that we can receive healing. You have made those ways for us. And we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for helping us in every area of our life. And we just declare Jesus is Lord over our our families, over our um, town, over our state, and over our nation. Jesus is Lord. Amen. God bless.